It is the Daily Talk Show, TJ. Episode 29. Yeah, boy. Yeah, nearly at 30. This is. Th- uh, thanks for sticking in if you've, listened, if you've been listening the whole time. Thanks for sticking that in. <laughs> Alright, mate. It's a bit early for that. Sorry. Actually, I was making jokes before. Josh presented me with this cute... Is this? Is it a toy from your childhood? Yeah. So yeah. Josh showed me this toy and he said, mate, Bodie might love this. And he opened it and it's like a... It basically looks like a recorder. But like different pieces, so you can put things in. It's a music, it's a musical instrument. Yeah. And my response was, "Have you put that up your ass too?" <laughs> if you haven't listened to uh, episode fourteen, episode fuck, why do we remember the episode? Because you said it. Yeah. And, and then, then I now know it's episode it's fourteen. So go back and check that one yeah. out. No, but that's yeah, that was early days. That was me as a kid. That was me. Mate, I um went to the office before coming here to do this podcast to pick up a light for you Thanks and. For that. Um, there's a reason I had to pick up a light because you're borrowing my light. Yeah, thank you. Because someone lent your light, which is the same That's one as you the said. one no, you're I borrowing. Lent, so I lent someone, yeah, my light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is a classic case of you lend something out to a mate, yeah. and they don't fucking give it back to you for ages. But it's I, it's. It's one of those things where I know it's my doing. It's that. Why whole is it ex- your doing? Well, it's the expectation. I should have said. I, so the learning is because yeah. it's not their fault at all. Like, and the thing is, I want it. Like, it was because that I care about him and I want him to yeah. do stuff. So I'm like, here, borrow this thing. I like, I'll just need it back on like Wednesday or something. But we'll work it out. My problem was I went too soft on that. I should have been really specific and said, "Can you get it to me by this date?" Yeah. And then made it a thing. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to drill into the person who hasn't given back the thing that they borrowed from you. Mm-hmm. But it's it's an interesting one. It's like this these like uh, social contracts. Yeah. That are in place mm-hmm. that aren't written, but you just know, right? When you borrow something, for me, it's pretty clear cut. Yeah. Right. So if I borrow something off you, mm-hmm. I'll do what I need to get it back to you because. Anything outside of me once I've used it is an inconvenience for you, right? Yeah. So I feel like I'm fucking... I'll go out of my way to get it back to you. But the thing that I always check myself on is... Am I like fucking talking too loud? No, nah, it's you're okay. fine, mate. The, um, it's that I clearly haven't properly communicated mm. No, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think it, it is. Because when you borrow something from somebody... Uh-huh. It's it's not yours to have. Yeah. And if they're not you like But how does he know that maybe maybe I wasn't clear enough, maybe he thought I like I can have it for a month. Like I have I didn't elevate the importance of needing it back enough. Yeah, I, I still think So you suggested to this person that they borrow it. Yeah, I pushed it. Okay. So I was like And they oh, used it is, and so it was yeah, for something. He's using it. It's good. He's probably. I think he's probably still using it. Okay. It's great. So I. It just makes me think. I, see, this is the situation. Has got its nuances, right? Mm. So it sounds like you've been a bit of a pussy and haven't fucking. Yeah, I just haven't like. No, but I borrowed your lens. Yeah. And I used it and got it back to you. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I think it's. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I, <laughs> I had a, f- a message from a mate, mm-hmm. and it was like last November. It's like, dude. I um I'm off to the races. Uh-huh. I just checked my white shirt. It's fucked. I'm leaving in 30 minutes. Can you help me out? So I went into my cupboard 
and I found the shirt that I wore on my wedding day. It's my like a crisp so white funny. shirt tailored to me. It's fucking sick. Did his girlfriend wear like Amy's <laughs> dress? <laughs> so I said, dude, yep, got one. Um, come pick it up. He's like, I'll be there in five. I was going to an engagement party two weeks ago. Um, that's February 2018. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, fuck me. I've, where is that shirt? I had not even thought about it because I yeah. ne- hadn't needed yeah. it. So I hadn't thought about it until February, which is like well, f- three months after mm-hmm. the fact. And he, <laughs> and so I texted him and just said, hey, dude, I... um." Just wondering, have you got that white shirt that I lent you? I'm not sure. Did I ever get that back off you? Honestly, didn't know. Yeah. I was so confused. And he said, fuck, dude, yeah, I do. I've had it dry cleaned and it's here. So he'd just forgotten to give it back to me. Yeah. But he had it dry cleaned there. And I feel like it's... um, There's so many, but I feel like I've been on the other end where you just... You've been on the other end many times. Well, just having someone... (laughs) Well done. Uh, No, you're having someone's things or whatever and for whatever for whatever reason it has you, it hasn't gone full circle yet you haven't given it back yeah but um oh there was oh yeah books they're a big one aren't they like the well like, that's a long that's a time thing yeah like it, it could take you a year to read a fucking book yeah maybe, maybe you but uh, the um <laughs> you, the the <laughs> you have how many okay i'm just looking right now there's a hundred books here yeah probably have you legitimately read every one of those because nah, i know I'm, you're a big fucking you've got creative ink in hard copy there and i've listened to the audio book in audible from you yeah so did you read that i got that co- as a gift okay yeah um but no probably half got, half of the books like the thing is probably only less than Probably ten percent mm. of the books that I have here, I've actually read that specific copy. Mm. So, like, otherwise, I've ended up getting the Kindle. They're or all the door. Fucking... Other than that, they're all doorstops. Exactly. But yeah, no, I definitely want to. I just, I feel like books are this awesome commitment to education, or that yeah. you're going to do something. It's, it's like, like not a gym if you don't membership. read them, bro. So as a fucking gym membership, <laughs> the, we won't no, go I there do, again. The Sorry about is, that. I do. I do. <laughs> thank you. I um I do uh read them but I just do um just not always like what will end up happening is I'll buy a book cuz I'm like out somewhere or like it, Amazon's got their like um they've just released it and I'll buy it if I just knock the mic and then um I'll get to a point where I'm like I really just want to fucking read it and I don't have the time to be carrying mm-hmm. this book around and I'll listen to the audiobook but no I think it is Books are a funny one, but uh, I know I remember I lent a book to a guy, my old PT, two thousand and twelve, maybe maybe twenty eleven. Yeah, I haven't got it back yet. <laughs> Four Hour Body, that t- Tim Ferriss's book, and it was the version before he cut out all of the um, breathing exercise. He had to cut out a bunch of stuff Did he? underwater, like holding your breath because a bunch of people were like passing out and shit. The four-hour body's like a, a, it's almost like a life hack for your body. Yeah. And so, what well, people were dying. Yeah, so, well, no, people weren't dying, but they were fucking, they were underwater going like unconscious and then they Holy were... Holy fuck. Uh, yeah. That's just being prescribed something and totally listening to uh, it. Yeah, but that's the thing that, you know how we're talking about the um, Adderall yesterday? Yes. 
I uh, was continued listening to that podcast after we did ours. And then just halfway through, like near the end, they're talking about Adderall. He's like, oh, I don't take that anymore because it was giving me a bit of anxiety. So I switched to blah, blah. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This guy is talking, like pumping up at like how it just changed his life and all that sort of thing. Just omits for most of the podcast, the fact that it was fucking giving him anxiety and he went off it. <laughs> it's so, like, that's so bullshit, I reckon. Friends, it's just back to the borrowing thing. I think mm-hmm. there's like, if if you can't send a text going, hey, fuck whip it, give me my light back. It's like, do, yeah. you, do you lend stuff? Because well, I know you could call me and have a hard conversation with yeah. me. No, I think, but I think also, I don't know. I think there's also other, like we all have empathy for people. Like I know that, okay, this person might be going through stuff or think like that you just like t- contextualizing the whole thing and empathizing yeah. and realizing that in these situations you can get fucking angry about shit or you can be like, oh, this, but I just know that it's like, oh, like if someone's not bringing it back, I care about them. I know, like, I know their personality. They're not being fucking malicious. Mm. Clearly... There's just been a mis... Like, I haven't communicated properly. Mm. So, what I think that I get out of it... And there's a fucking phrase that uh, my mate Dan was talking about. Max Joseph talks about it in one of... In that um, video where he's talking about dicks. Like, as in being oh, a you dick. Don't, yeah. Do you need to be a dick to be a director? Yeah. And it was like... Um, I forgot what it was called. It's like the... Um, it's like... It's not stubborn, but something like that. Like the stubborn giver. It's like, I'm going to give you something... But it's on my terms. Mm. And that's what I'm really bad at. When I give something to someone, I was, I'm trying to make the transaction as like fluid and just oh, easy as possible. Whereas what you should probably do, and we've actually spoken about this about when we gave our fucking free bit of furniture away from, from Ikea on um, Gumtree. Gum what, what, what a nightmare. Yeah. Is you just need to, you need to just set expectations. Yeah. There is a ripple effect though of... Like say for instance, you didn't get this light back. Yeah, you've now exactly. put it's me effective. out of. You put me out twice. Well, I think that the my thing is that you and I, like, I know that I have and will continue to do that for you, right? So yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah. of those things of like, okay, well, I think in my head, okay, I've given Tommy my lens a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, and but this isn't even. I don't even think about that transactionally, but, right? It's yeah. not like, but it feels like. Like there's moments where you're under the pump with something and I'll jump in and like yeah. sort that shit out and it's, you know, vice versa. So it's okay. It's then setting rules or uh, you said it, put, putting, being more specific around, what what, what did Max say? You need yeah, to no, be it's, the... I can't remember the fucking exact word. No, but you said before, me, just say what yeah, you said it's, before. It's just that stubborn giver. It's, so it's like, I'm going to give you this thing but it's going to be under my terms. So what this might mean is so many times I've lent things to people and then I end up picking it up. So probably mm-hmm. a rule of engagement is if you are borrowing something, you return it to me. Yeah. That's fair. How do you learn these things though? For, well, you just... I, ex, ex, yeah. Well, I think about taking someone out for coffee uh-huh. and the amount of people that wouldn't pay. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories of a friend of mine who got taken out who went out of his way to have a coffee with this dude to get it, this what guy wanted advice. Yeah. 
and then the dude basically didn't pay the bill. My mate paid it. Yeah, it was this weird thing. And so I feel like, for me, I've been brought up thinking, okay, if you're putting someone out, you got to do, you got to put in effort for that, yeah, or for them. And I I think I'm a shocker at uh, um, not wanting to inconvenience people, not wanting to. and it's also it's actually probably more selfish than I would want to believe. Like it's, for instance, I feel uncomfortable sometimes when someone's paying for something. I caught up mm-hmm. uh, with someone the other day, and I just said, oh, "I'll get the coffees." Yeah. And then he said, oh, "I actually got one before you arrived because he was working there before." So he goes, "I'll get it." Mm. And I just said, "Oh, um, oh, thanks for that." Which just gave me severe fucking anxiety. That's but, fair. And, and so, um, I I don't know if I I've told you about this on on the podcast, but uh, in Persian culture they have this thing called tarof. So tarof is uh, this sort of interaction that you have with people. My mm. my mate Nasan is Persian and he does this a lot, right? And it's the game of imagine you're. Uh, at a restaurant and the bill arrives it is the banter around like no 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 no. we have this we have like it's that back and forth and grabbing the yeah, bill yeah. and going up with the card and all of that sort of shit that is something that is expected and so if someone says oh, i'll pay the bill you cannot like even if they eventually end up paying the bill there needs to be this back and forth really yeah and so it's so, a game yeah um, it's like a dance. Yeah. And Nathan t- tells the story of um, uh, one of uh, his Persian friends. Um, like old, this is older, like older people from um, must have been like the 70s or something just after um, the uh, Islamic revolution in Iran. So basically people who were in minorities so they're Baha'i by religion Mm. uh, but a bunch of other minorities as well were getting um, persecuted so people basically one day they were like living and doing all their stuff and the next day if you were living there you'd fucking you're in trouble so anyway a lot of people moved to different parts of the world the US there's a huge amount like there's over a million Persians in like California. Wow. It's like a huge, huge like migrants. Yeah, and you'll see um just like how we have things like Thai or shit like that. Rest uh shopping centers and shit would just have Persian places. Mm. But anyway, um he tells the story of a couple who uh moved to the US and there was a um they were going to these the neighbors to introduce themselves. And the neighbor said to the Persian guy, he said, I love your leather jacket. And um, the Persian guy says, oh, here, have it. Have the jacket. And he's doing it in Taraf. He's never meant to get like... And he, the guy fucking took the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> what, because so, the guy wasn't legit well, Persian? No, no, no. So oh, he wasn't no, Persian He wasn't Persian. It was the American okay. dude, right? It's the American neighbor. So that was... <laughs> that's a fucking lesson in these things that like we can... What you're talking about, and this is why I have no issue with my uh, mate, no thing. Like we all have these languages and different terms mm. that we work on. And... Um, most, I think that coming from a place where 
people generally, uh, especially your mates, aren't being fucking malicious. And they're even just like, maybe not. I even think about like, I think about the shit that I put myself under in regards to poor planning. Mm. Of course, that's going to have like friends. I'm sure I apply that to like, to I should have foreseen. So this is what should have happened. This is my self-reflection going on. Uh, I was in Sydney on a shoot. I had this other shoot locked in today, which I'm about to go to. And I've known about this shoot for a week. If I'd given it any sort of planning, I would have thought I need a light. Mm. I need to do all that sort of thing. Um, and so that is the, uh, it's the, fr- so in my head, there was a few solutions I had. I'm like, okay, I can either drive to my mate in the morning and get it and con- contact him in the morning. I can contact you. So it is, um, yeah, I, I guess there's a point where it starts affecting your world yeah. great, greater than... I think it's always just being in a position where these things can't affect you. Uh, I was this, The podcast I was listening to, there was one interesting thing the guy was talking about, which was, you know, we've talking, talked about honesty and stuff mm. a lot. He was saying... That's how we got the squidgy story. Exactly. Episode 14, Episode Radical 14. Honesty, it's called. Uh, and the... <laughs> fucking this yeah this guy was saying how what like this sort of honesty does right people trust you more and all that sort of thing but he was also saying what it does to your social status and what it does like so someone who is really sure of themselves someone Mm. who has the feel like has that social status is just gonna say shit right yeah they'll sit like they'll say things that might other people might perceive as embarrassing or whatever it is and it's sort of like a bit of a fuck you world like i don't really care yeah that's a really powerful place to be in mm. and i think that extension onto that is i um i think that if you're going to have a coffee with someone and like it's taken me i reckon i've racked up a bill with a mate where i've probably spent like over the course of like three months <laughs> i would have spent maybe $250 on food for them. Right? Really? It's just... And and I just realized that... And it wasn't until I hit that... T- like, it took 250 bucks mm. before I was like, actually, you know what? Like, I don't... I never get... Are you, the money back. is this the fucking Persian dude and you're, and, and you're winning the <laughs> yeah. tariff? I mean, tariff, yeah. Tariff? Tariff, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I think that some... Everyone is just... Um, thinks a little bit differently, right? And that's yeah. the other thing. Like, I think that everyone rationalizes little things in their heads. So you think about... And that's why even when I'm like with like friends who are really wealthy and really well off, I never, I make a fucking effort to... There is no expectation mm. that they should be paying for shit. And I think that people are fucking vultures and they like... But we just expect that, you know, like I, I've... You know, I know friend. I've got friends who they'll if they're going on a holiday, they'll go on a holiday, and they they still do the sort of family holiday things, and it's expected that mum and dad, you know, and they're thirty, and mum and dad will get the bill, and they're going to get everyone's flights, yeah. and they're going to look after them, and fuck, amazing if you're in a position in a family where that's a thing, and you're able to do it, and I'm sure fucking where you're from, and that's like yeah, there's probably a lot of people that are that are like that because there's a bunch of fucking coin mm. but um i don't think that that's 
a good place or a good expectation to have. And what I like to think, and sometimes it's to my own detriment, but it's like, it's things like coffees and shit like that. I know that shit will come around. I know that like worst case scenario, if I buy you a coffee, say if I buy you a coffee a hundred times a year without any expectation of anything else and that it's $5 a coffee, it is only 500 bucks. I would... Brie has to rein me in on like if I see a gift for if I see something if I saw something that was 500 bucks that I thought fucking Tommy would lose his mind at this I'd fucking buy it like I'm not someone who does birthday I'm not like a yeah. big birthday gift type of thing you know someone who would be very disappointed in you who barefoot investor yeah fucking I, but you know what I think fucking splurging probably, non-stop you know probably not though because the thing that barefoot talks about what Papey talks about is the fact that this isn't about going to a fucking house party and not bringing a bottle of wine so it's about prioritizing so you just bring favorites <laughs> the gift to bring when they ask you not to bring a gift our first sponsor <laughs> no but the thing is the um to to me yeah this is how i rationalize these things right don't spend money on booze yes i don't spend money on like so many of these things and one of the things that like i prioritize is not having the friction that when I'm going out to dinner or something, mm. that there's going to be a fucking, you know, an issue with the like splitting bills. How are you with splitting bills? I I'm fine. It, so this is where it comes into an issue for you when you've got alcohol, because if the, if you're not having alcohol and the table has six people, yeah, and five of them have drank alcohol, which will equate for forty percent of the bill, yeah then you are forced to pay half. I always like to just make make sure it's even. Yeah. Well, I think that what I do is I gauge what everyone else will do. Unfortunately, when everyone's been fucking drinking, they're a bit tweaked and they fucking, they're not mm. thinking... It's not top of mind to them. Dude, like, we'll my up. birthday, uh, a place called Amigos, Mexican restaurant, we had nachos there once. I loved that nachos. So, it was there, it was like 15 people. Might have been my 22nd birthday. And we went around the table, splitting the bill, and I was in charge of it. Fucking annoying. I'd never take this role on now. I avoid it like the plague yeah. of trying to work out how much, getting cash, counting it. I was, it was like 300 bucks short. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking pissed idiots. Yeah. And I ended up just having to pay it. Yeah. For some reason, it's like maybe it's, it hasn't happened since. Uh-huh. Maybe it's because it, I was fucking pissed off about it. Well, you you had a uh, a friend who was um, bridesmaid. They were going overseas and all that. So, what happened? What happened Which with one that? Was this? this was the mm. um, uh, there, it was something about the bridesmaids. I remember, and there was uh, a splitting of a cost associated with a hens hens event. Oh, hang on, hang on. Let me just think this. I just remember. I just remember there being this. Uh, uh, I remember we we're having a similar conversation. Yeah. So it was it was uh, a, a, a hen's party that wasn't attended by some of the bridal party. Yeah. But then the organizer of the hen's party asked the people who didn't go to the hen's party to, to chip in. Up. And it was based on how much people had fucking spent on booze and shit like that. Yeah, right? yeah. It so like- it was totally. I think it's the same back to that social thing. It's like if you're even if you're a bridesmaid, yeah. and you can't make the hen's party, yeah. and one of the other bridesmaids 
is organizing a hen's party. You don't have to pay yeah. because you didn't go. Yeah. It's pretty clear. Yeah. And so there was some miscommunication, people throwing out there and just like it snowballed. But if you weren't one to sort of go, hey, 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 mm. well, the you expecta- would be paying, it's right? The, it's the expectation thing, right? So the assumption with that is that if that would happen, that when things are reversed or stuff like that. Like it can be the opposite where it's like someone who is actually really generous. Yeah. We but I think this gets people do because it's like, you. I think you've been on the receiving end of stuff that's made you unhappy. And I know you can look or you can go, oh, big picture stuff and like, I'll come back. But what about the person who doesn't have the money? Yeah. And then is, is frightened to say something because yeah. it makes them super uncomfortable. And you know that uncomfortable feeling all too well. Yeah, but I think that this the other thing that I find interesting is it's um, where people gay, like what people prioritize, right? I remember like, you know, four years ago, like when I, you know, I would rely on credit cards quite heavily, mm. right? And um, people would... balling. Yeah, and people would say, but people would say like... But the thing is, people would be so tight with stuff, right? And I, and maybe that's why I fucking had credit card debt. Um, and I feel like I've found an in-between now where I like still splurge, yeah. do stuff, but I live within my means. But the thing that would piss me off is it's people who would say, I just can't afford it or I can't do yeah, that or yeah, that sort of I get thing. It. And don't... then it's like, well, come on, fucker. You've got like... You've got a huge amount of cash in the bank, but the thing is, you can't like everyone is yeah. got everyone is on their different journey. Is They're it, prioritizing. This is the this is actually look how much thing. you've been talking. By the way, sorry, you're it's fucking, fucking outrageous. Caffeine. I'm just saying you don't want to be known as a tight ass, and mm. that's what you do. You definitely don't want to be known. I'm saying like I, that's what I'm gauging. Well, no, I think it's um, yeah, I mean because I think the psychology of it is. Mm fucking detrimental to growth if you're always thinking about those like little small transactions how can you go into the how can you seal big fuck off jobs i think that there's a a balance right but the thing is like talking about that um people's context you spend a fuck ton on daycare Mm. every single day right actually have no option yeah and so that's that's the consideration as well right Mm. i don't have that cost so everyone's playing it within their own realm. Mm. Now I'm fucking annoyed that I've spoken so much. Well, I th- you're saying... So you you said it before, I don't buy alcohol. But there is probably the the similar spending in your life that is that alcohol thing. Yeah, absolutely. It could be food going out for dinner a bit more because you are not... Yeah, we spend- fucking Uber... Like, yeah, Uber Eats. You're Uber a big Eats. Uber eater. Or, but like we actually don't do it as much. Like just actually eating out is probably the big one. And even um, money just makes people funny. Yeah, it's a it's a stressful thing for people. Mm. Like the thought of not having money is fucking paralyzing. I think that uh, I agree, and I think that my, everyone has their version of worst case scenario. Mm. But one thing that I find interesting is I know lots of people who are penny pinchers, mm. and that they might have a bunch of cash in the bank. But they're not like living an aspirational life, like in my in yeah. in my version of it. And um, I think that they're almost like folk. Like the thing is that you accumulate money for what? Mm. Like what is the end game? And uh, I so, mean, and part of it is the practicality, and that's like even like not having kids for us is like 
it's a little bit practical. It's a like, okay, we're still figuring all this stuff out, but us not having kids r- right now yeah. means that we can be doing all of these sort of things. Dude, it's like putting yourself... It's like the... I'm, I don't want to get into it. Talking about the gym though, there's a level of pain putting yourself through yeah. and it's for some reward at the end, but it's there's no like one... There's no peak point where you're standing there and you're done forever. And it's the same with money, right? Yeah. You're putting yourself through some uncomfortable times to have the money for a mortgage, which could be one mindset. The other yeah. mindset is I'm going to make enough and put myself through the pain anyway and have a fucking great lifestyle. Yeah. And some people are paralyzed by the thought of having that million dollar mortgage. And so they that's not the right place for them to be. But then there's some dude who it could be you who mm-hmm. has this big mortgage, makes money, is sort of pushing stretching yourself, but it's like that's the place where you're kind of feeling happy. And it's on that in that chaos that you're in. And J- James my mate, I was talking to him about the barefoot investors principles mm-hmm. around you know uh, he's got one that talks about being a postcode povo which is the person who has a house in brighton that's mortgaged to the eyeballs yeah and their repayments are just being made from their wage because they have kids etc so they're actually at a really dangerous place mm. where if their fucking job falls through they're done yeah. the house is gone everything's gone James, my mate, was saying that he understands that principle, but then for some people, it's like you need to stretch yourself. So when yeah. you apply that million-dollar mortgage, you will make it happen. Yeah. If you get the $500,000 mortgage, that's a lot easier, mm-hmm. you'll make that happen too. So it's like this stretching game where you put your, throw yourself into situations and you adapt to them. Elon Musk, right? Mm. He sold PayPal for like... You know, he was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, there, it was not long after that that he would have to stay at friends' apartments <laughs> because he was so highly leveraged with all of his other businesses. Yeah. He'd been putting everything into things like Tesla. He literally didn't have the coin to be able to... But like, And you're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars. Fuck. So you think about that. And so I think that there's all like yes we can play a safe game and there's yeah there's I think there's good debt and bad debt as well right there's good like there's stuff that's going to move you forward and then there's just fucking wasting yeah so it's like mindless and, and I think the danger is there's a lot of people who don't that aren't equipped for doing the million dollar stretch and things yeah. like that that are feeling like their mates are doing it they should do it when in reality it's just not their thing yeah. and that's okay. And so I, I fuck. I don't know which one I am. I stretch myself a lot, and I have a. You and I have a more similar mindset of, like, let's make it happen. Yeah. Hope like our our confidence in our in our hustle in our hustle, and yeah. we feel like we'll actually make something of something at some point. I think that it's uh, I th- sort of a, a closing note. I think that the thing that uh, helps is realizing like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Mm. And for me, most of the time, the worst case scenario is like becoming an employee somewhere and just taking a, a good salary and doing that. But I think the other thing too is it's not about accumulating things. For me, it's about um, experiences. Mm. And I know that's its own cliche, 
but I think what we've determined is maybe it's a mix of discipline. So there's a discipline layer and then there's a prioritization layer. Mm. So it's about making putting a priority list in what is important to you. And then once you have that list, then you can start making decisions. So for an example is, I remember I sort of created a list which was my values. And one of them was like creating over consuming. This mm. was a few years ago when I was working in Envato. And so from a financial point of view, I would say I'm not going to waste money on buying a new fucking flash TV or stuff that could could I could consume. I'm only I'm not going to buy an iPhone for the new screen. I'm buying it for the new fucking camera. Mm. And obviously that's just like justifying purchase 101. But I think that that is the um aligning your values with what you're buying is important. Yeah. Yeah, so it's if you it's like the the house uh, the what is it the Australian dream or the you know American mm. dream buying a house. Yeah. The problem is if you it's not you care or you don't think about that as being a priority because there's plenty of rich people who don't who rent yeah but and, also and it's a calculated decision but they've probably thought it out mm-hmm. saying well if we just rent we only need to pay you know 30 grand a year for this place a house the mortgage uh, yeah we might get some back at the end of it but we don't want that tied down to that so we have all this cash and so i mean that works for some but it totally I mean, you got to live somewhere, I and guess. you got to think. You got to also think about what you're, what you're aiming for. You've got to think about where's Bodie going to school. Mm. Where is he? Like a roof over his head, all that sort of thing. It changes. That's right. You're saying your travel experience is your, is your thing. Yeah. It completely changes when you have kids. Yeah. Brie but you got to think like, about it. It's an internal thought, or you're getting it down on paper. Yeah. To actually make sense of this shit. It's hard though. Like I find goal setting hard. Mm. I find being honest with myself in that way without being crippled by my inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. lizard brain saying, nah, you probably can't do it. Oh, that's a bit much. Or you probably couldn't make that much money. It's super hard. And so it's not an easy process to go through and work it out, work out exactly what you want. But I think the the other thing too is when people decide to be frugal or whatever it is, it's about shifting the mind from, mm. oh, I have to do this. And it's the same with food, to be honest. It's not this thing of like, it's changing the language from, man, I have to fucking do this shit job because I'm paying this thing and I've got all these bills and all that sort of thing. Yeah, or yeah. I need to fucking eat this salad. It fucking tastes like shit and all that sort of thing. Two, um, I'm fucking saving money. I'm doing this thing because I'm buying that my dream house and this is what it's going yeah. to take. And it's like the salad stuff, it's like this is going to make me feel better. This is yeah, what yeah. like this is going to nourish me. Um, and it's like the other thing too, which really helped me was it was saying, you know, I used to say oh, if someone, if I was dieting or something, um, I would say I can't have like something like I can't have that where it's like I don't want that Mm. it's a very different mindset and so I think because I'm dieting means you'd want it if you weren't dieting so yeah and so it's saying yeah yeah. and and so it's being very careful around language I've just spent the last fucking week with really sort of in tune yoga-esque people specifically the the uh, person that I filmed yesterday and the thing that I took out of it is the language they use. 
um, like it was full, like working with the agency I'm working with, they're like, it can be a bit cynical and shit. So it was really funny when they email this talent mm. um, and uh, like the the person would say to, to someone, oh, how are you? And a person like from the agency would just be like, oh yeah, good. How are you going? And the person wrote, uh, said back, empowered. That was their answer. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it, that. Fuck. My initial thought, wanky. Yeah. The second thought is you just hope that the words coming out of their mouth or what they're writing mm-hmm. is aligned with the words and, and talked in their mind, right? Because it's faking it till you make it, make it with words. You know, it's like I, I've heard of someone talking about. Um, responding when someone says how are you yeah good thanks it's like that's a triggered response it's mainly how you say because you don't want to get into how you feel yeah but it was like try out actually saying how you feel so mm. even if you're like yeah i'm not actually feeling that great today i've had a bit of anxiety this morning it's like fuck yeah that opens up this world mm-hmm. that's honest and so yeah it's and it's that anyway. thing too of okay so how if if you're feeling something in a certain way uh, do you respond and do you, do your actions need to be that or can you have a different action which changes your mood? Yeah. I think that that's like super fucking powerful, right? So it's that whole thing of like, if you're all like fucking tense mm. and then you have some fuckhead cut you off at the airport, like, you know, knock into you or something like that. In that moment, do you respond with fucking being a aggro, front kick, a front kick to the head. I'd fucking respond or with a front kick. Do you, or do you do a bit of a, you know, like, hang on, this is actually my moment of practice. This is my moment yeah. to be like, it's fine. And to be honest, I think where it starts is you start off with the sarcastic tone, mm. the bit of a smile, like, have a great day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then it slowly becomes just, this shit doesn't affect I me. I think pulling it back a layer is like actually thinking about that. Mm. So when you're tired from work and thinking about you, you, it's like you need to be more present with fuck. I'm feeling shit house, yeah. And I just want to punch something, yeah. But it's like I know that I'm feeling shit house because I'm tired uh-huh. and I want to punch something because of that. It's yeah. like it's this fucking dance in your mind to fight. Hey, do you feel? Seeing as we're talking about feelings, do you feel uncomfortable if your friend who borrowed the light listens to this podcast? Uh, no, you don't. No. No, I mean, I the 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 only reason I'd feel uncomfortable was he'll be like, well, JJ, you didn't fucking really communicate it. And he, to be clear, very very apologetic. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. It's like I didn't. I mean, my work's done here. If you get your light back, yeah, exactly. he <laughs> delivered to your door. He doesn't know that I've got a shoot today, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it is a part of that. It is that like we need to vocalize and say these things. And it's like even. On the shoot, I had like one conversation, like where I'm like, uh, these roles, like these specific people, they could be doing stuff differently. And then Bree's like, oh, you should just let them know. And mm-hmm. I had this conversation, I could feel like my chest hurting. I was like, you know, when you sort of, you're trying to talk and breathe at the same time. And it's just like, it's all a bit hard. Because, <laughs> well, it's just like a, a chain, it's a shift in your body. Yeah, and, yeah. But I had this really hard conversation, but I was honest. I'm like, you know what? I actually. I sound like a cunt when I'm saying it, but I was like, hey, the best thing that you can do for me today, this is what I had to say. I felt in the moment like a fucking idiot, but I'm like, mm. I just need hands and stuff. I'm like, if you can just make sure that like 
we've got food and that like everyone's got coffees and we're on time and we're doing that and the person was fucking amazing Mm. she like took it and was like oh of course and then it's like and then you're rolling and everyone feels great and she not like you need to be you need to give people expectations so they can either so they can work towards it it's like having a middle man middle manager mm. if you've got a manager and they don't fucking give you any direction they're real fucking blase about shit you're always uncomfortable of like am i doing the right thing yeah 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 oh yeah it's having tough conversations and you even, feel liberated after don't you 100 percent. and even yesterday i know like talking about that whole fucking triggered thing doing our and this like this is going I was, you were triggered by your 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 girlfriend telling you that you talk about being triggered all the time and then you just said then talking no, no. about that triggered thing no, 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 it's like no, no. we haven't been talking about the triggered no, thing no, no, no. you've been she, thinking about she being saying, triggered she was talking about the projection but very oh, quickly projection. I wanted to t- I fuck went, I was triggered I wanted, to, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because this is going super fucking meta and, ver- and we can have these conversations because we're so close yesterday when we had the technical issues and I, I, you probably could sense that like I was just fucking like getting annoyed and the interesting thing was you know we had technical stuff and you were trying i was frustrated in not mm. being able to be there to be able to fix a technical issue that you were having on the podcast we're talking about on the podcast but the interesting thing was like i even caught myself saying it i'm like this is where it all stems from i said you know this is how you feel about my fitness stuff right do you remember that yeah i was and, like what the fuck is this can talking but, about but do you get it right so like if we if we really deconstruct it it was like, I realize that uh, my fitness stuff, all of those sort of things aren't perfectly in line. I've, I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm a little bit broken in that regard. Or not even fucking broken. I'm not fucking, uh, that isn't my strength, mm-hmm. right? And I think that in that, that podcast, I think that what it did was it was honing in on that weakness without the empathy of like, fuck, we, like it wasn't, it's okay that we don't like have everything fucking dialed in and it's not about getting upset. It's like realizing that fuck it, there's a mental struggle there. And so for me, it's interesting because that lack of empathy on that one, I think came out in me in my lack of empathy with the, with the tech, with the tech stuff, Mm. because I was just like, so I think that that's a, it's an interesting observation. I cut myself. I'm like, I've got this. I didn't cut myself. I cut myself off because I realized in that moment, I'm like, actually, you know what? I can choose to be or realize that we're both fucking playing this same fucking game mm-hmm. and trying to work this out. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about that stuff? I don't know what connection that had to what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> it's All Friday. Right. Everyone, uh, 42 minutes. You said you only wanted to talk for 30. Yeah, but to be I gotta clear, get, I got to get back to the office. I'm annoyed that how long... Campton, if you think I spoke too much for this episode, you can go fuck yourself because I'm looking at the waveform right now and it is very uneven, but I've just had some dark chocolate for some caffeine. That's my excuse. And also, Tommy felt a bit loose. I felt like you you made me nervous about what? you talking about my mate. That you, And so oh. I felt like I had to fucking just... Just make sure you fucking range it in. All right, yeah, get guys. The, get the light back to Josh, please. The Daily Talk Show, everyone. Feel free to... Okay, actually, don't feel free. Leave us a fucking review, yeah. you piece of shit. Because, actually, <laughs> I'm sorry I was so rude. Just no, 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 no. If, you, if you're listening, just... Please. And if, you, if you're if you enjoying it. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh has lost it again for a Friday. Yeah, exactly. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.